You are listening to the Physio Accelerator Podcast with Trish Wisby-Roth. On this current theme of having some mentoring around looking after yourself so that you can, to the best of your ability, uh, help your patients as a physio, I wanted to go through a little bit of a case study, really, of a young physio I know, I won't say her name, but I really do appreciate um, that we can use her as a case study. I first met her on a two-day course that I ran for Physio Network, and the whole group on that weekend course were very keen, really wanted to be the best physios, they were a very young, dynamic group, and she fitted that bill. She really wanted to understand, and the course was um, lumbar spine and pelvis. She then went away, was working in a um, clinic that she wasn't particularly happy with, um, and... Some time later, um, she decided to leave her place of practice. At the same time, she continued to be coping with quite significant lumbo-pelvic and hip pain that was limiting her ability to go out and run and do activities. She had young children and so her her mood was becoming lower because one, she hadn't been happy at work. You know, the treatment strategies that were used at the clinic weren't really working for her. Um, she wasn't running, so she was feeling quite down about that. You know, she had a lot of pressures at home as well with young children. So all in all, she got to a place where she was quite disillusioned with physio. It wasn't the strategies that she kind of learned in her practice weren't even working for her, let alone um, her having the confidence it would work for for other, her, her patients. So... As a uh, last resort, she ended up making an appointment with us at the clinic for a specialist appointment. And I now, with all of my specialist reviews, I have one of my other skilled physios in with me and they do the subjective assessment, get the whole story, get an idea of what's going on and then I come in and between us, we really brainstorm and work out the stages and the short, medium, long-term stages for their their rehab. So the first thing that was really worthwhile to note in this case study is that while she felt things weren't going really well, she reached out to find someone who may be able to give her the answers and she put herself in the position of the patient. And they're, they're patients that I see all the time, complex lumbo-pelvic hip, not able to run anymore, frustrated, getting on with life but not happy about it. So when we differentially diagnosed that really there was was 
three different things going on. She'd had her pain for a long time and she was, you know, unloading and then loading, unloading, loading. So she did have some tendon issues that really weren't happy about that. She had some lumbopelvic issues that needed addressing both as far as control through the lumbopelvic area but she'd had this pain for quite a while and she developed some sensitization. Now whenever I talk to physios who have had pain for a long time and I discuss the idea about sensitization often they can get a bit affronted because whether we like it or not we tend to stereotype the person who has pain sensitization as someone who's kinesiophobic or, um, you know, really dwells on their pain, uh, uh, has catastrophization. But in actual fact, there's a large group of people who, excuse me, <clears throat> show signs of sensitization that are the other extreme, that they continue to push hard through the pain. They tend to provoke the pain without realising. They keep working long hours despite flaring the pain. And I think that is very often physiotherapists, that we push through our physical and mental limits because we feel we need to do that to get the job done. So um, on some of the key things to be able to pick up where they're sensitised, we use is two-point discrimination, um, looking at whether they have hyperreflexia and also sensitisation to cold. And uh, she showed up positive on quite a few of these and also talked about some other symptoms such as irritable bowel and and sensitisation to certain other things in her food or her life. So not only did we work on a progressed functional approach with her lumbo, pelvic and gluteal function, we added in an isometric and progressed functional loading for the tendon, but we also made her accountable for the loading and started her on a pacing program and after a period of time uh, in discussion with her GP she tried just a very small dose of NDEP and she has done incredibly well that she's built up her confidence and she's back running she started um, working doing her own client, starting her own small practice. But the thing that she said was that being a patient herself and having to follow the same rules and be accountable to the same rules that we give our patients was really insightful for her and it gave her a better understanding of her body, a better understanding of, you know, physician heal thyself and follow those same rules and the other thing that she said to me was that it really reignited her confidence in that physiotherapy can help because now she was 
living it from the patient side, seeing that biopsychosocial approach. Uh, and she was free to experiment with that same type of approach with herself and with her patients. And it really had brought out for her a new way of looking at treating the patient who was herself and treating her other patients and investigating some of the functional movement and retraining the brain as well as the body. And so it, for me, was really reassuring, really lovely to see someone who I knew had been a passionate physio was a little bit broken herself by her own issues, but also pushing hard in a profession and feeling almost at that area of burnout. But by taking a step back and looking after herself and having someone else approach her with a biopsychosocial approach, it really not only improved her well-being by looking after herself, she now has that wealth of experience to be able to relate to her patients. Do you know when we've had several people in our practice who have had injuries and we have managed them and I would have to say their experience as the patient learning how to be the patient and to be the compliant patient and follow the rules and regulations that we impose on our patients was a really strong learning curve for them and it made them empathise with their patients and the patients really like to hear that you've had a problem too, do you know, and, and you had to go through the same process and it took you this long. And for myself, the reason I got involved in lumbopelvic hip was that I had a really severe car accident, fractured quite a lot of bones and had referred leg pain and and some nerve sensitization for seven years before I investigated alternative ways and, and really developed what then went on to be our bounce back program. But it, it really shows that as a physiotherapist, you have to pace yourself. You have to realize when your behaviors are, are, pushing you too far to the edge and some of that may be physical and you need to pace that but some of it may be emotional and psychological do you know and giving out too much the other interesting really interesting thing uh, that this young physio said to me just last week and now she's back running and we're really up to higher level activities and she's gone away for five weeks to work on the physiotherapy program we've given her. She has come back and we're, we're going to be launching this later in the year, our uh, private practice mastery program where we dive in deep into individual areas and the first one later this year will be the lumbar spine but she was in a in a pilot group where I'm fine tuning everything and so she would do all the 
online content for the lumbar spine and then we would have a live Q&A for several hours. So some of the participants who are in this pilot group um, are from a practice in Bondi and so they come down for the afternoon and are there live. We have some of our own staff that are in the training program and then we have several physios who are in the pilot program from... um, Sydney from Adelaide and she's from you know more country areas New South Wales so she did um, came in via Zoom. One of the really interesting things that she said was that doing a full two-day course while it's a lot of information and one whole day was on the lumbar spine when she came back and did the the physio accelerator um private practice mastery for the lumbar spine where it was individually um, recorded content that she could watch at her own pace and absorb and then maybe practice some of the exercises and then have a live Q&A where she zoomed in. She said to me that she found that such a richer learning experience and being able to experiment with the knowledge bit by bit and put the picture together and then ask the pivotal questions that made it all come together. That learning experience for her actually worked a lot better than having all of the information in one day face-to-face. And I, I thought that that was really interesting because Uh, Up until recently, I've thought, you know, the gold standard is a whole day face-to-face where you can relay the information, answer people's questions, be there for them. And I still love doing those and I still run a lot of those two-day courses with the APA and um, even over in New Zealand now that the bubble is happening probably again next year. And I think that works for some people really well. But I'm coming to realise having a bespoke learning environment where you can watch some online content, you can download a resource, you can use a template that we've produced and you've printed off the next day at the practice. And then if you have any questions after you've been absorbing it in your own way, you can come to our a live Q&A um, that is, will be part of the Private Practice Mastery Program, or at this point in time, you can ask any questions like in our live Q&A that is on Facebook once a month. So it really struck me with this young physio that that our journey together by meeting at a face-to-face course uh, 12 months later she has really got on top of her own issues by being a patient herself and following a biopsychosocial approach but that has really enriched her as a physio and she now can utilize all those same skills with her own patients, but it really worked for her having it in this bespoke learning environment where she could absorb it in her own time, 
in her own way, you know, when the kids were quiet or when she was quiet at work and then she could try out the exercises herself. So I put out a challenge to all of you who listen to this podcast to take one thing that you want to change in your life. So is it getting over an injury? Is it to get, you know, better at cycling or swimming? And treat yourself as a patient. Write down in a biopsychosocial approach what your goals are, short, medium, long-term, and Ideally, if you've got somebody, another physio friend, swap the challenge. So you mentor them and they mentor you and you are accountable. You know, we make them accountable on their PhysiTrack program. They can contact us and text us if they have any questions. But find a friend and decide what in your life, to enrich your life, you would like to be mentored on and have someone be your mentor. It really is an enriching exercise. So that's the first challenge. The second challenge, and, you know, if you can put these changes into your life now, you will be so far ahead of me. It's only really been, uh, since I've had children, really, but that I've started to have to take time out for myself. Otherwise, I would collapse under the weight of having a private practice, treating teams, teaching, having three children, having a household. So it was really either find some strategies to sustain myself or fall apart. And, you know, there have been many times that that I would say that I was at that breaking point and needed to just, um, you know, take some time out. So if you can just put a few of these things into your life now, you will be so far ahead of me. One of the things is every day find just some time that is really all about you. So that may just be 10 to 15 minutes before you start work, you know, sitting, reading your book and having your breakfast or find five to ten minutes where you can sit out in the sun and listen to some music or read a book. I think every physio, every individual deserves a minimum of 15 minutes, you know, to to fuel their energies up. Ideally, before you start the day, but if not, at lunchtime. Doing it at 8.30 or 9pm after you've done a 12-hour day, you've missed it. You will already feel exhausted. You've got to put it in somewhere else. And uh, my husband is Swiss and he used to drum it into me and it took me a long, long time to get my head around this, is that 
you know, you can work at 95% of your capacity if you keep that 5% capacity to help refuel you and you can do that and go along for a long period of time. If you up that to 105% capacity, so you just slightly over what you can physically and emotionally give in a day, the extra psychological, physical and emotional energy of that extra 5% is the thing that will drag you down and push you more and more towards burnout. But whoever you're giving that extra 5% to would never realise that that extra bit that you're giving is having such a detrimental effect on you. Those patients, if they did know that, that that extra staying back, you know, from 7.30 to 8pm was taking so much of a toll on you, they wouldn't, they wouldn't ask you to do that. And so I think you have to make sure that you treat yourself like a patient. You wouldn't ask anybody to push themselves over the limit if you knew it was pushing them from that 95% of capacity to 105% capacity. So it's really important at this early stage to try to track and use that 5% of your day, your energy, your time, your space to really replenish yourself. I think that is something that if I had learned that 25 years ago, um, I, I would have had easier days. And so I hope if you can do that, because life is all about having a great career, true, but also having the power over your environment so you can pace yourself so you're not hitting burnout, so that you can say, I enjoy my job, but I'm also happy when I'm out of my job in my free time and I have the energy to give to my job but I also have the energy to give to my family and my friends and my pastime and do you know we don't want our career to take so much of our energy that you know people are saying oh my goodness you're looking you're you're looking tired by the time you get to the weekend you know you're you're exhausted and tired that isn't that isn't a the kind of whole life career work balance that that you deserve so i want you to try in summary mentor be be mentored or find one thing in your life that you can really put the same biopsychosocial approach that you give your patients to yourself, put time aside for it, and find that 5% of your, of your day that is focused towards what will increase your energy levels, will sustain you, will make you feel happy and relaxed. And finally, with now uh, the, 
the flexibility of learning and it's why we with the Physio Accelerator um, you know um, podcasts and the live Q&As and the um, bespoke kind of private practice mastery program that we're putting together there's lots of resources that you can listen in your own time and in your own way and one of the things I would say is you now have the opportunity to put your headphones on and go for a walk now go for a walk with by yourself or with the dog you can listen to a podcast or or listen to some of the downloadable content and you can rewind the bits that were really important to you and listen to them over and over again a couple of times so that it sticks in your memory and then sit down in the sun somewhere on your walk and on your on notes or on an email to yourself just note down the couple of key points that really really struck home to you or that you want to look into more or or Google the anatomy or biomechanics of that or or look at that downloadable sheet I talk about. And that way you can make the learning a multi-sense experience and it can be a positive experience instead of you, you know, sitting in front of a computer at 9pm at night when you've had a big day trying to cram in more CPD. And... It's really why with the Physio Accelerator, we've tried to do things on in different ways so that, and on different platforms, so that people can approach it in their own way and in their own time. So we have the initial onboarding, which is, you know, about an hour and a half that goes through anatomy, biomechanics, assessment, treatment, exercises for all the five key areas that are seen in private practice or spinal key areas being cervical, thoracic, thoracic ribs, lumbar spine, pelvis and hip. And so that gives you a really clear framework that will build your confidence and onto that framework you can build other courses, knowledge from other physios, knowledge you already have and then if you're interested down the track when we launch the private practice mastery program you can, you know, with a very bespoke way of online learning mixed with Q&As, be they face-to-face practice or Zoom, and pick the areas that you'd like to dive deep into and understand from those five areas. But also know that the frameworks, all the downloads, information, the handouts to make work easier for you, they're all there to really try to support you and make your job as a physio um, easier, more straightforward and build your confidence. Saying that, I don't have the answers to everything. There's so many um, skilled clinicians out there and areas of the knee, the ankle, the shoulder, the elbow. There's lots of great 
clinicians out there who can give you that information. But with the frameworks that we're providing, you can then scaffold up and build as high as you want to go with as much knowledge. But our aim is to give you a really stable, supportive base that will help you with a framework so you don't get lost, you don't get overwhelmed and will give you some control um, back in your working day but also provide somewhere that you can ask a question, feel a bit supported, feel mentored. So hopefully if you're still, you have listened to all of these podcasts you'll start to feel that we do care about you. You know, we you're really valuable for the physio profession. We need you to stay in the profession and we need you to feel that you have support. You have someone who's got your back and that you can have a great, fulfilling life that is happy and healthy and also professionally and financially rewarding. So hopefully I've given you some ideas and um, I look forward to sometime possibly chatting to you on our live Q&As or seeing you face to face. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Physio Accelerator podcast. If you'd like to find out more about what we do, head to thephysioaccelerator.com. While you're there, don't forget to sign up for our email list for more great insights from Trish and information about our upcoming courses. Before you go, if you think of a friend or a colleague who would benefit from listening to this podcast, make sure you send it their way. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.